Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. So Medina Spirit will race in Saturday's Preakness Stakes after being given the okay by management at Pimlico Racecourse to enter despite the controversy around the horse's win in the Kentucky Derby. This may likely increase interest in the race. Remember, the second leg of the Triple Crown on Saturday on NBC. No Bob Baffert at Pimlico, but Medina Spirit will race. This is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, May 12th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. The NFL tonight will formally release the regular season schedule, but the complete week one schedule is expected to be announced by the time you listen to the buzzcast. As I'm recording this, the Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS This Morning are all slated to reveal their network's week one schedule. Just week one. There are already a couple of leaks, as there always are, about the schedule in the media this morning. Now, the full reveal of the schedule will be at 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. Last year, for the first time, teams were permitted to post news videos 30 minutes early, which meant they actually broke the news of their schedule on social media. Teams will again be permitted to break the news this year, but just 15 minutes early, 15 minutes before the 8 o'clock release time. We, of course, will be looking for any breach in protocol all day, but the NFL schedule, once just a basic news release, is now one of the big tentpole events in the NFL's calendar year and really is a ticket driver for so many teams. Let's shift to baseball because MLB and the Oakland A's are putting the pressure on local Oakland politicians after the team said it would start exploring the possibility of relocating, all with the approval of the league office. And the league office stated that yesterday. So what's the deal here? Well, I see this as it's all intended to force city officials to act. They want to see the city politicians act on a new stadium project that has gone nowhere really for years. As everybody who listens to the Buzzcast knows, the A's have looked for locations for a new ballpark everywhere for a number of years. They looked in Fremont, they looked in San Jose, and for the last few years, they've wanted a waterfront ballpark downtown Oakland at what is called the Howard Terminal Site. Their most recent plan is for a 35,000 seat ballpark, but it's part of a $12 billion mixed use development plan. And they asked the city to approve it sometime this summer. And there's a lot to this. There's an environmental review. There's obviously a lot of public funding. The A's have expressed their interest to privately finance parts of the ballpark, but there are a lot of moving pieces to this. It's a huge project. As recently as last year, the A's targeted 2023 to possibly open the Howard Terminal Ballpark. However, in an interview yesterday, team officials said the earliest now is likely 2027. So bottom line, MLB and the A's are tired of the stagnation. MLB said it was concerned with the rate of progress on a new ballpark. So what markets could likely be optimal or interested in the A's? Many point to Las Vegas. But remember, Portland's tried for years to get a team. Vancouver's been in the mix. Nashville, a very hot city 
with a group looking to bring baseball there. Even my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina, has been mentioned, and Montreal is still in the mix as possible expansion sites. Remember, teams do not relocate very often. The last one was the Expos to the Nationals in 2005. Oakland politicians have already lost the Raiders to Las Vegas. They've seen the Warriors go across the bridge in San Francisco. And now the A's, I'm sure the A's feel they have some leverage. They worked with MLB to allow them to explore new markets for relocation, but also put major pressure on Oakland politicians to act. So let's see how the city government responds to the A's plan to look for other markets. Let's shift to motorsports because it looks like IndyCar Racing could have a new media partner. R. Terry Lefton and John Rand cited sources saying NBC is about to walk away from its TV rights deal with IndyCar. Negotiations are still taking place, but they don't seem to be progressing. And many believe that CBS could ultimately land the IndyCar property. CBS chair Sean McManus has said the company would look into other forms of auto racing. They are covering the superstar racing experience this summer. They certainly have a previous history with motorsports with CBS and NASCAR all those years ago. IndyCar and NBC signed a three-year deal in 2018 that brought the series to NBC in the Indy 500, which had been on ABC for more than 50 years. But with NBC Sports Network shutting down at the end of the year, NBC doesn't have a lot of options for IndyCar. NASCAR, as we all know, that will move to USA Network for some races. They talked about putting some races on the Peacock Network, but just not a lot of bandwidth for the IndyCar series. So look for some resolution on a new IndyCar media rights agreement sometime in the next two months. Mark Lohr and Alex Rodriguez, remember, they are looking to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves from Glenn Taylor, while The Athletic is reporting that their 30-day exclusive negotiating window to purchase the team has ended without a formal deal. Now, talks are continuing between Lohr, Rodriguez, and Glenn Taylor, but there is still no deal yet. And the reason I'm bringing this up is it's noteworthy, as Glenn Taylor has entered into several exclusive negotiating windows with prospective owners over the last many years and never reached a deal. So I'm not saying that could happen here, but there has been a history here of Glenn Taylor getting close to a deal, but not finalizing it. We'll see if he can close a deal with A-Rod and Mark Lore to sell the T-Wolves to those two. If you know Larry Lucchino and Dr. Charles Steinberg, they've worked together in baseball for years and they know how to put on a show. They did it again yesterday with the debut of the Worcester Red Sox, the Woo Sox, who christened Polar Park yesterday. If you can, just check out some of the images on the web of that grand opening. It looks like a major league ballpark and a major league event. That's what Charles Steinberg is known for. He's a great storyteller. He pulled out all the stops to celebrate the new $118 million ballpark. The team won in front of about 2,400 fans. What did they feature? Well, they had Tom Hanks singing the theme song to Polar Express over the loudspeaker. They had James Taylor and his son, Henry. They sang the national anthem. You had Larry Lucchino and stadium architect Janet Marie Smith cutting the opening ribbon. So again, I'm sure it wasn't a happy night in Pawtucket, which won't have a AAA team after 50 seasons, but it was a big day in Worcester for minor league baseball, which has had its share of hardship this year. So congratulations to Larry Lucchino 
for the Worcester Red Sox opening yesterday. And finally, people are always on the job market looking for the hot spaces or growth area in sports. While AdAge noted a new and unique hire by an NFL team, and it will likely be followed by other NFL teams or other sports teams as they give their franchise more the feel of an agency and an agency mindset. So what am I talking about? While the Washington football team named Will Misselbrook as chief creative and digital officer. Misselbrook came from the Wall Street Journal where he was global head of creative. And if you know the discipline and the visual creativity around the Wall Street Journal, you know this is an interesting hire. Now, the Washington football team called him the first chief creative and digital officer hired within the NFL and for an NFL team. His focus will be around creative storytelling, digital sales, and content monetization. He'll report directly to team president Jason Wright. So what's so interesting here? Well, we all know the emphasis today on content creation and storytelling and monetizing that content. So this seems like a natural extension of a team's digital offering and strategy. Again, I can see other teams bringing in this type of creative director, creative and digital officer to their franchise, and again, bring more of a creative agency mindset to their operation. Bottom line, I really like what Jason Wright is doing with this organization. He's made a lot of impressive hires. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Wednesday. It's May 12th. Again, NFL schedule release, I'm sure, all throughout the day, formally tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll have a full recap on tomorrow's buzzcast. I look forward to chatting with you then. I'm Abe Madcore. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.